Welcome back, everybody. Paranormal Paralysis is back, baby. Woo! And we are going to be just cooking through these next episodes, you guys. So stay tuned. Got a lot of fantastic stuff coming up. Quick note before we start this one. The main reason I wanted to hold off and have episode 10, you know, released later after the original plans kind of fell through is I wanted episode 10 to be special. You know, it's a mi it's a milestone. It's a big marker. 10 episodes. That's the equivalent of what, like six, seven months doing this stuff. So just fantastic. Thank you guys for all the support. And I think we're averaging like between 80 and 90 listeners per episode, which is fantastic. Instagram is popping. And yeah, we got big plans for these next few episodes a lot of high value guests definitely high quality content as they say so sit back relax and uh get ready to get spooky baby how's it going everybody welcome back to episode 10 it has been a while but i've been waiting to do this episode for quite some time with us today, we have the wonderful co-host, Krista Mary Kay, who came on in episode four. And she had mentioned at the end that she was considering, you know, in the future buying a haunted doll of some sort. So I figured what better co-host to have on this episode than her. So how are you doing today, Christy? I'm doing Christa, great. Sorry. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Excited to hopefully get this haunted doll sooner rather than later. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll see how you're feeling by the end of this one, I suppose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then uh, the star of today's show on TikTok, she goes by Esperanza165, but in the real world goes by Michelle. So... Welcome, Michelle, our haunted doll enthusiast for this one. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. I'm really excited to finally get to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once I uh, figured out what time zones were, it was a little easier to get things rolling. But yeah. Anyways, uh, so to start off, Michelle, if you just want to you know, kind of introduce yourself and what kind of got you into the paranormal kind of stuff. Um, well, I started, like most people, just as a kid seeing stuff and family lineage and hearing stories. And I, I grew up with my dad telling me scary stories ever since I was little, which my mom hated because she didn't really <laughs> <right>. believe in <laughs> it. So, <laughs> yeah. And then I just started seeing things as I got older and, um, I just kept seeing them. And for some reason I always liked it. So I just kept going with it. Eventually started getting some equipment and doing some hunts and, you know, realizing that they like to communicate with me. And a lot of times when I would talk, they would talk back. So it worked out really well. And uh, then from there, of course, I uh, learned about, you know, haunted objects and haunted dolls and things like that. And then I started my own little collection. So um, it's just kind of been a lifetime thing. Yeah, awesome. So do you remember your first paranormal experience at all when you were a kid? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> I actually thought about that today because I was like, you might ask. And I, I definitely remembered it. Right. <laughs> I was probably about 11 or 12. And uh, my best friend was coming over to stay the night. And my parents, mm -hmm. they owned their own business at the time. So they would just let us go home alone and we'd get our snacks or whatever, you know, and we were just sitting on the couch talking. And of course I knew my parents weren't home yet and playing with the dog. And then the dog started acting weird and she started growling at the ball we were throwing her, which wasn't normal for her. I mean, she's a lab. She's happy, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> after a while, weird. we started hearing creaking upstairs in my parents' room, which was directly above the living room we were in. And hmm. I was listening and I'm like, that sounds really weird because certain floorboards creak, but only when you step on them. Right. After right. a little bit of hearing it and the dog still continuing to be weird, we stupidly got up and walked over to where the stairs were and kind of looked up, didn't see anything. And then we turned around to walk back and we both just hear bang, 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 like someone running down the stairs. Wow. So, of course, we <laughs> ran outside and screamed like girls do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took the dog with us, of course. We didn't leave her inside alone. Uh -huh. But, um... <laughs> Wait until my parents got home and told them they didn't believe us. And then later that night, we saw a weird blue light underneath my bedroom door weird. and saw a shadow moving along the underside of the door. And uh, I told her, I was like, maybe it's my parents. She didn't believe me. Yeah. After that, she never spent the night again. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you, yeah. Met, you mentioned about your dog. Now, do you still, are you living with any pets currently? Gosh, a lot of pets. <laughs> inside though we have two dogs and two cats and a bird 
So okay. Do you find that they are more sensitive to like paranormal kind of stuff? Do they pick up on stuff before you do? Sometimes they do, but you know, we kind of have very special animals. <laughs> um, the cats surprisingly don't pay much mind. Every now and then I might see them staring off in a corner or something. Creepy. And, uh, you know, that's, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, there might be something there. But after my cat passed away before we got the other cats, mm-hmm. my dog, my border collie would go to certain spots in the house and start sniffing at like cat level. Huh. And then she would start barking and throwing a fit like she was seeing something, but it irritated her that she couldn't smell it. So, you know, she's she's pretty sensitive about stuff. If I'm doing a session out here, a lot of times they'll start barking inside when they start hearing responses. Wow. But they they're not as sensitive as like my old dog was. So I think they all have a different level. Yeah. Creepy. So it's almost like he was almost seeing the ghost of your past cat or something like that. Yeah, and I've, I've felt her get on the bed a few times because um, I would always think it was one of the other cats and I'd feel something laying next to me and I would just sit up and look and I'd be like, oh, okay, hey, Phoenix, I guess that's you, yeah. you know? So, yeah. From what it sounds like, you've kind of been around this kind of stuff since you were super young, like you said, 11 or 12, right? Yeah. Would you say it doesn't really affect you as much as someone who's just experiencing it random times throughout their yeah, life? Yeah, not, not as not as much uh, uh you actually kind of get used to saying hey i'm trying to sleep can you go scare me when i'm awake <laughs> right. you know i like my sleep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome so you are involved with a paranormal investigation team as well right yep yep how did you find those people or get into that there are actually it's my husband and two friends of ours and um mm-hmm. they're siblings and uh, it oh, basically nice. turned into one night we were just kind of all drinking and partying. Right. And uh, <laughs> I mentioned to them how bad I wanted a paranormal team because I used to be a part of one and it disbanded because people moved and, yeah, you know, things yeah. happen. And so I was kind of joking around. Well, every one of them was like into it, except for, I think, the her brother. Like, he's super scared of it. Yeah. But he pretends not to be. And <laughs> we just kind of all got together and decided, hey, let's do this. So... Nice. Have What was like the first experience you guys had as a team that you can remember? The first one that we did, I actually brought them out to Myrtle Grove Cemetery. And um, it's one of the most haunted cemeteries in uh, Mississippi. I drug okay. them all the way out there. And I told them, I said, I guarantee you there will be a paranormal experience out here. There always is. Uh, the place is actually pretty dangerous. It's got a gatekeeper that you got to watch for. And um, we hmm. have caught a demon coming through before when we were trying to talk as well as Indian chanting and things like that. Wow. So, you know, I warned them, I said, Hey, you know, we're going to have fun, but there's certain areas you don't go to. So we went out there and, um, they all saw shadow people. One of the girls got grabbed, you know, and I kind of had a laugh at it because I've been out there so many times. It's like the spirits know me. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, one of them's always mean, that's just him. You know, uh, it, ca- it came out to be a really good experience. And then we just kind of branched out from there and went to different places. So Awesome. Now, when you say uh, the place is kind of dangerous, do you mean like physically dangerous, like barbed wires and, you know, the gatekeeper and stuff like that? Or are you talking more about like the, the demons and the ghosts and that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's spiritually dangerous, but it can be physically dangerous, just not from what they have. Like it's, it's just mm-hmm. a little gated cemetery. It's nothing to look at. But yeah. people get pushed, people get grabbed, people get scratched. Like they, they can upset them very easily if they're not respectful, yeah. you know? So it's all good and fun sometimes. And some of them will mess with you and mm-hmm. joke back or, you know, and it's okay. But, you know, there's a couple of them you really got to watch for. And when you hear them come through and if they ask you to leave, that's the time you move away instead yeah. of you, you don't provoke, you know? A right. couple of them like to try, but, you know, I always warn them. I said, you're going to end up with, really bad situation if you do that especially nightmares or being touched you know things that they didn't really want to deal with so along those lines do you guys do stuff to like protect yourselves or anything like that before you go on investigations if you know it's going to be like a intense kind of place you're going to Oh yeah, always. I have told them ahead of time, you know, we have certain crystals that we wear and it's different with everybody. Somebody might believe in this religion or that religion. I always say, if you have a religious icon that you believe in, bring it with you, Right. put all your belief in that, you know, that'll protect you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I always make sure that we sage after we leave. 
Gotcha. I make sure I sage everybody. Nothing can follow us. And I'm always the one that closes out and makes sure to tell the spirits they cannot follow us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes they listen. Sometimes they don't, but they don't get very far because of the staging process that we do. Right. So That was actually going to be my next question was, have you been followed home by something before? Yes. Unfortunately, I uh, made the mistake of going out one night and bringing somebody that really wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And um, we got ran out of there. Like I kept having a really bad feeling. And I told her, I said, we've only been out here about 20 minutes, but I can't stay. We have to leave. And I just, I completely disregarded doing the staging. I was like, let's hop in the car and get out of here. And um, we took off, came home. And then when I got home, we kept feeling like a weird feeling. So I I turned on um, my necrophonic app Mm -hmm. and just started talking. And we kept getting a really deep rally voice that kept coming through that I had never heard before saying stuff. So I realized something had followed us. And then for a few days after that, I was having some issues just dreaded bad feelings around the house and, you know, but it was always outside because nothing was allowed in, Yeah, you know, if we didn't invite it, it couldn't come in, Mm -hmm. but there was always stuff outside that just wasn't really heavy. So I ended up having to stage outside, you know, and, and put salt around the porch and things like that. And, you know, eventually it, you know, it went away. Luckily, yeah. so, but it, it wasn't fun to deal with. I was, right, I yeah. was really mad at myself for that one. I knew better, uh-huh. you know. In regards to like saging and using the salt and all that stuff, do you think that's something you need to believe in to have it work, or is that just kind of a universal like put salt on the ground and nothing's going to come across the line or whatever like that? Uh, that can be argued either way. I mean, it, reading about it and learning about it throughout my life, I've heard about it in, in many different cases and that was something that they've always brought up is something about purification of salt was always something that seemed to help and there was a reason for it and the sage and the properties of it you know it's all a natural repellent of sorts Mm -hmm. i guess Uh, so it kind of just really depends on the person that you're talking to whether or not they're going to say yeah you have to believe in it kind of like you have to believe that that magician you're watching is really pulling a rabbit out of its hat and it, it doesn't have it just stuck down in there somewhere, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it can be interpreted so many different ways. So, I mean, it's just going to depend on the person you're talking to. I've personally seen it work, but I, I can't say if it just works because I believe in it or because of the studies, you know, that's, yeah, that's not something you can really argue for sure, because that's the whole point of the unknown. It's right. unknown. Yeah. <laughs> you no know? one really knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did you go from being like a paranormal investigator into being interested in like haunted objects and dolls and that kind of stuff? Or were you always kind of interested in that stuff starting out? I was always interested in it, but it never felt like the right time to bring anything into the house. I didn't feel I was strong enough to deal with it, which I'm glad for because some of the stuff I've got now I can deal with. Whereas before I wouldn't know what to do. And luckily I found someone that I could buy from that was legit And I could contact her at any time and be like, hey, I'm having an issue. I'm really not sure how to handle this. Mm -hmm. And she'll be like, okay, here's what you need to do, you know? And and so she's really supportive of everything she sells. She doesn't want it back, but she'll help (laughs) you deal with it, you know? So Interesting. Do you remember the first haunted doll you bought? I do. That was actually Evelyn. I've shown her a couple of times on TikTok, but Mm -hmm. she's not a big talker. The reason that I was drawn to her was first her name. That was always one of my favorite names. Mm -hmm. And she was just such a pretty doll and she had such a sad story. And uh, I just, I I couldn't, I kept going back to her, kept going back to her. And finally I put an offer in and I was begging her. I'm like, please, please let me have her. I really, really want to have her, you know? And she accepted the offer right away and sent her to me. And uh, she's been a great doll. had no issues with her because she's a, she's a very gentle spirit and She's sad though. And I feel bad for her, but she seems a lot happier now. So. Okay. So where, where do you get your dolls from? Or I guess what, what is kind of the process that you go into for buying haunted dolls and objects? (laughs) It's going to sound really weird. Um, (laughs) You know, some people say, oh, eBay or garage sales. Right, right. Uh, I actually found mine on Mercari. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it was, I ran across her. She was an occult seller Mm -hmm. and it's, it was a weird situation. I just typed in haunted doll because I mean, I go and search every now and then just to see what was out there, you know, just so I could get a laugh or, you know, see what people are trying to promote. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I ran across her and I just couldn't stay off of her page. Something drew me to it. And since uh-huh. then I've bought, I don't know how many things from her necklaces and 
dolls. And I even bought a ring that had an incubus in it that I had to put in the freezer because he was being bad. So (laughs) (laughs) he's got a lot of good stuff. (laughs) I know a lot of people, their first thought is eBay for buying haunted dolls, as you mentioned. Do you think there are actual haunted dolls on there? Or do you think with eBay specifically, it's people trying to make like some quick cash? Uh, I think you'll find your occasional real one, but it's going to be way few and far between now. And the problem is there's been so much hype in Hollywood about haunted objects and dolls and things like that. And, um, you know, on these YouTubers with these civic boxes and, you know, (laughs) mystery boxes, it's just, you have to be so careful. You have to go through with a fine tooth comb, Mm -hmm. you know, and do your research and, and see how they're describing it. And, I mean, if, if it's 10 bucks and you want to give it a shot, you know, that's fine. But yeah. if it's going to break the bank, that's going to make you think, you know, because I mean, I didn't pay a ton of money for all my dolls. She wasn't right. selling them for a lot of money. She would up the prices of the ones that would be more dangerous to turn people away. Yeah. But if she knew it was someone that she could sell to that she had before and trusted or someone that had really good intentions and knew what they were doing, then she would drop the price immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was a big difference right there. You know, she, she wasn't trying to make a bank off of it. She was yeah. trying to really sell objects. And I mean, those boxes, uh, they all contain a demon apparently right. the, everywhere. The boxes so, or whatever. you know, I've been waiting for one of those <laughs> to fall in my lap and see, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so you, you said that you were drawn to Evelyn when you got her. Is that kind of the same thing you experience when you're buying any doll? Like, is it you don't just go in and say, you know, that one looks cool. I want that. It's like a, like you're feeling an energy off it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll read their stories. And I mean, there've been a few that I'm like, Ooh, this one would be really cool to have just because it sounds super active, Mm -hmm. but the alarms would just would hit me. And it was like, no, that one's not going to be right. Yeah. And I I would know just just because I couldn't turn away from them or I'd watch them for a few days on purpose and notice that, Nobody was buying them. Nobody was putting anything in. And I still could not look away from them. And I was like, okay, it's time for you to come home with me. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, I, I, I don't just buy to buy. I, I want a feeling. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll get it here. It'll be unhappy. And then uh, who knows what will happen here. Right. Then I got to turn around and sell it. Yeah. <laughs> or, or bury it, actually, as it were, depending on how bad it is. Because huh. one of them's kind of looking at that one pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> so... Do you know how many dolls you currently have? I want to say, I know I've got... Or like a rough estimate? About 10 to 12-ish, somewhere in there. Like not a huge collection, because like I said, I don't just buy to buy. And I mean, this collection's been going on yeah. for a, almost a year now. And that, wow. That's all I've Carefully got. curated. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what was the first kind of experience you had with a haunted doll that you brought home? She moved <laughs> and I couldn't find her. <laughs> um, Evelyn was like supposed to be the full doll moved. Evelyn was supposed to be the wow. mover. And after that, yeah. I bought Darlene and um, I had Darlene in the case. Darlene. Yes. Her name was Darlene. <laughs> I had her in the case with <laughs> Evelyn. I was doing a TikTok video uh-huh. and I noticed when I went back to edit that she wasn't in the spot right next to Evelyn where I had just seen her before I did the video. And I had to go do like a change of clothes because I was doing one of those crazy videos, you know, where you magically change your clothes or whatever. And in the process of that, I'm like, where did she go? And I ran back in and went to looking for her, could not find her anywhere. I was like, okay, well, that's weird. And then the next day I got up and she was back in her case, you know? So of course I asked my husband if he was messing with me and he's like, I don't touch those. So (laughs) I'm like, well, apparently she went for a walk and I don't know where she went. Just took a stroll in the woods or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have I could not find her anywhere, and it really bugs me. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Has your husband ever told you any experience he's had with the dolls? Like, if you left the house and he's home alone or something? He really doesn't pay attention to them. <laughs> okay. um, he's had some experiences with one of the clown dolls that we have. Like, you'd hear him oh, randomly no. playing music every now and then. But most huh. of the time, you know, he's he's very um, Facebook oriented and, and, you know, on TikTok and things like that. So he uh, <laughs> he's pretty busy. He doesn't really he has headphones in a lot of times. So yeah, he doesn't hear everything. But every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say is your most 
scary experience you've had either with dolls or other kind of paranormal stuff so far? Um, I think when they decided to get into my head when I was trying to sleep, um, I saw, dolls? I don't know what it was. I never figured out what it was. It was something bad though. Okay. And, um, I was gotcha. sleeping and you know, I'm, I'm no stranger to, um, sleep paralysis. I used to get that a lot. So I kind of just take that with a grain of salt because you can see things that aren't really yeah. there, but it definitely wasn't sleep yeah, paralysis. Exactly. It was an active dream and I'm not an active dreamer in mm-hmm. it. I was awake and looking around my room and I saw this little shadow kid running around like a horseshoe in um, shape around my bed from one side to the other, one side to the other. And my husband was in bed with me and he sleeps on the other side. And I kept seeing the kid pop up over him on the other side of the bed. And all I kept thinking was he's trying to scare me and I'm trying to sleep and I don't like this. You know, something didn't feel right about it, but all I could think was I wanted to sleep. And he kept coming around and he would pop up just, you know, trying to freak me out. So I, I waited until he went around back to my husband's side and then I reached out and I slapped that side of the bed and I screamed at him trying to scare him back and it woke me up I don't know why I didn't wake my husband up because I hit him but Mm -hmm. it woke me up and I just felt this cold in the room just super cold and I was like okay something was actually in here that wasn't just a dream and my dogs had run out of the room like I I heard them take it off down the hallway clicking clacking you know and I was like okay I don't know what just happened but I got to get up for work, so I guess I got to go back to bed. <laughs> but right. that one actually got to me a little bit. It took me a while to go to sleep, and I don't think I went back to sleep yes. until about 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that story kind of gave me the chills. It's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Check behind me, make sure there's nothing popping out at me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if so, I'll let you know. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> or don't, so I, so I don't get scared. <laughs> oh, man. So, originally... A big doll on your page that you used to post a lot of. I think her name was um, Ophelia. Is that right? Mm, I don't think I had an Ophelia. It was something with an Um, I have an Anne. I have an Odette. Odette. That's what it was. Odette, Odette. the rag doll? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is that the one that you uh, have been having some problems with recently? No, it's actually one of my new ones. Oh, really? She actually came with this clown here. She oh. came at the same time as this guy. God, that is a creepy And uh, he's thrown stuff out of the case before. He's, he's not the nicest. <laughs> <laughs> so do you keep all your dolls in, like, what do you, what do you mean when you say case? Is it like a, like a big plexiglass Like a china cabinet. Or? Oh, okay. No, it's like a china cabinet. It's wooden. You know, it's nice. They have a nice little home in there. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I kind of, I place them next to each other, how they feel comfortable. Like when I, the first place I put him in, he obviously wasn't comfortable because I saw a couple dolls, not the haunted dolls, just little knickknack dolls I had were yeah. thrown onto the floor in front huh. of the cabinet. So I had to move him around until he stopped throwing stuff out of the cabinet because he didn't like what was in there near him. He mm-hmm. had to be moved around. The rest of them were pretty content where they were at. Odette. She just kind of goes with the flow. That's you good. know, she doesn't she doesn't like to be disturbed a whole lot. Usually if I make her mad enough, then, you know, I, I'll see her move in the case here and there. So I, right. I don't mess with her too much. Yeah. When you when you're around the dolls, do they is it kind of like you always feel a a presence of some kind or does it If I may interject, I have a question that sounds similar to what you're starting off with. And so I'll read what I have. Is the spirit always present within your doll or does a certain time of day or location bring something forth? Is that kind of what you were? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So it does change throughout the day. Um, Generally, when I come home, I always tell them all hi, even though I don't always feel something. Some days I do, some days I don't. Most of the time it's late at night. Um, If there is a full moon, believe it or not, which I know sounds, you know, typical, but really they are more active and I'll feel more of a a spiritual energy from them. And sometimes they'll talk more too. Um, Mm. They, they won't always talk. I mean, they're, they're people essentially, you know, they're spirits. They, they're going to do what they want when they want. They're not going to do whatever you want when you tell them to. So, I mean, I, like I've had to stop doing sessions because they all just kind of decided they were done talking for a while and, 
I found out there's been a shift going on yeah. within like the universe and the stars and all of that stuff. And it's been causing, I, I don't know, something with them. And they have been less active. But every now and then, if I get up in the middle of the night, I'll feel a presence and know that one or all of them is feeling something. But it's not an all the time thing. You know, it's not like, Chucky coming out of the case and attacking you all the time or something like that. You know, it's not, it's not <laughs> right, what Hollywood right. shows, yeah. you know, they might move around in the case and I might see one shift its head or something like that, but they're, they're not, I hate the way Hollywood's depicted them, you know, because I was kind of excited too, but once you get them, you're like, oh, okay, it's just kind of like having a friend, right. you know, you'll <laughs> call me when you want to call me. Yeah. <laughs> So do you talk to your dolls pretty often? I do actually. I'll, um, I talk to them a lot, like in passing or when I go to bed, mm-hmm. I always tell them good night. When I tell everything else, good night. And you now sometimes if I'm having a bad day or something, I might come in and be like, all right, you guys, I'm going to just tell you this. And you're going to laugh to listen because I need someone to fit <laughs> to, yeah. you know, which is kind of crazy sounding. Mm-hmm. If someone were to walk in the house and see me doing that, they'd probably run and, uh, you know, call for the white jacket. So, <laughs> when you're a kid, not when you're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> we know that you said, like, the feelings of something being in the room kind of come and go. So do you think that this, the spirits that are in the dolls, you wouldn't say they're trapped in there, right? From my understanding, they choose to be in there. I haven't found one of them to be trapped. Okay. Every single one has chosen the vessel on purpose. For example, Evelyn actually, her doll form had a different spirit in it. And when the, hmm. the owner that had her had gone actually to New Orleans to a cemetery there to do a session, she had brought the doll and Evelyn had hmm. decided that she wanted to move into the doll. So the other spirit left and Evelyn moved into the doll. And, you know, it's just, she decided, hey, this looks, it, it kind of feels homey to me. It's where I want to be. And, you know, she decided that was going to be her her vessel, basically. I mean, any one of them are free to leave at any time. I don't keep yeah. them in there, you know, unless they're bad. There's only one right now that mm-hmm. she's staying where she's at. But, you know, the rest of them, they're sure. free to come and go if they want to. And, I mean, if they do, then I'll know that that doll's not active anymore. You know, and that means they went somewhere else. And for all I know, they could end up being on my bookshelf somewhere and and one of those things. Do you have any insight on how a spirit would choose an object or anything like that? Because I've heard it could be related to stuff they did in the past or something like that. I know I read a story once about a, a girl who died in a car accident or something like that. And then she like chose the specific doll because it looked just like her. And then they had pictures of supposedly the girl or whatever. And it looked pretty much just like the doll. So do you think, like, do you have any insight on how they might pick their objects? Uh, They've all told me different things. Um, I know that Darlene picked the doll that she's in because it looked like her when she was younger. Mm -hmm. Uh, I say when she was younger, I guess when she passed, Darlene was about nine or 10 when she passed away. So Mm -hmm. that doll gave her, you know, a good homey feeling. It made her feel like it was, she was still alive in a way. Um, I know that John, the clown doll that plays music, mm-hmm. he, he's weird about his story. I'm not sure how he or, or why he chose the doll, but judging by how he acts and the way that he says things, maybe he thought of himself as a clown, you know, in real life. Like I'm a yeah. joker. Or this is the kind of person I am. Cause that's how he acts still as a mm-hmm. spirit. And, even in doll form, you know, if I'm joking, I had a friend over once and I was joking with her. I said, if John plays music for you, that means that he likes you. And I picked him up and I handed him to her. And Uh as soon as she grabbed him, the music started playing and she almost dropped him, you know? And I just laughed. I said, that was just John. I guarantee you he just did that because he knew it would scare you. (laughs) You When you say like John playing music, is that something that's just kind of like a low volume ambient music thing you kind of hear or is it coming from the doll? It's coming from him. He actually has a music box, but um, we've tried cranking it. Sweet. And I mean, it just, it doesn't really work right. There's something, something up with it, but he can choose to play it anytime he wants to. And we don't crank it. We don't touch it. And I've actually shown people, like I had to apologize to John for doing it because I feel bad, even though I understand it's just their physical form. It's not really them. But yeah, I would shake right. the doll and show them, hey, look, it's not playing. If the music box was just loose or something, if I was shaking it, you would hear music mm-hmm. and nothing would come out, you know. But 
he could be sitting on a table or something and all of a sudden he would hear a few tunes from the music box. And usually that was his way of letting you know, I want to talk or I like you or something like that. Cause hmm. he's not a huge talker through the boxes, but he likes to play the music. So that's super interesting. Yeah. So you can't, you can't make the music box work by yourself, but the doll can make it play. That's pretty sweet. I mean, you kind of can, but it's not going to do what his does. Like, you really have to crank on that thing to get it to do anything, and you might mm, get a couple okay. notes out if you're lucky. Yeah. The key pretty much doesn't work. It. I, my guess is it's probably stripped or something, so oh, it's not really right, right. it's not really working as well. Hmm. Interesting. You mentioned, you know, one of your dolls has the the girl who passed away when she was nine or ten. Do you think that, like, from your experiences, children's spirits? in the dolls are a little less intense and I guess easier to interact with and talk to than, you know, some of the adult spirits. She has been to a point. She's very shy. She's a lot shyer than trying to talk to the adult spirits. They are more in your face and they might cuss at you or something like that. And (laughs) she's more, you kind of got to coax her into it like you would a child because she still feels like a nine or 10 year old. So to her, she's talking to a stranger, you know, and Mm -hmm. I have to use a soft voice and, and try to talk about things like, do you like the color and what's your favorite toy? You know, things like that, just to get her to kind of speak up because she is so shy. And most of the time, if people come over and, and they're around and they might say something about wanting to hear from her. And I'm like, eh, I can know when she's going to talk to you or she's not going to talk. You know, and I've put the box on just to show people because to them, they think, they're going to just say whatever and you can interpret it how you will, but Uh nothing would come through. Nothing. You would just get static and and the random noises and stuff. And she would not talk. So, you know, I I told him, I said, there you go. She doesn't want to talk. Weird. (laughs) Have you ever heard him talk to you without the, like a spirit box or anything like that? You mean like an EVP? Yeah. Yeah. I have thought a few times I've heard some things. Problem is I don't have the best equipment, so I I can Mm -hmm. crank it up as loud as I can. And I might think I hear something, but it's so hard to pick out. Like I've I've really got to get better stuff. So Mm -hmm. I know that they do because there's unexplainable sounds or something in the background, but I can't pick it up. That's my only problem. Whatever it is is so low that everything I have just can't pick it up. Interesting. You mentioned earlier that there was a doll you had to bury. Not yet, so, but she's getting there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so is that, would you say that doll is the one you've had the most intense experiences with so far? That doll has been, uh, she, she's been the definition of bad luck since I got her. Like we've had the weirdest things happen. We, we lately we've had, and it's not, it wasn't COVID related, but we had yeah. um, four friends pass away on us all of a sudden. We've had yeah. issues with our cars, issues with bank accounts. Just like ever since I got her, there's been weird things happening. Um, I had a bearded dragon that I think it was two days after I got her or a day after I got her, all of a sudden randomly caught pneumonia. And, you know, I of course took her into the vet, did what I could, but then she passed away. It was like, it was weird. It was almost like everything that he and I were close to was starting to just go. And I contacted the seller, of course, and told her what was going on. And she said, yeah, I I would, if she gets much worse, I would bury her. I said, well, for now, I'm locking her in a case by herself. And she's going to have a giant quartz crystal on her. And I said, she's going to be bound to that case until she can learn to behave because we, it doesn't work that way here. I said, if it turns out that she's just completely vengeful, then yes, I will have to take her somewhere and bury her because I don't want her to end up in anybody else's hands. You know, because who knows what else she can do or how much worse she can do. I just, I I know she's not good. (laughs) And I've never said that. The other ones that have all been, you know, supposedly super bad calmed down once they got here and she just hasn't. And uh, since I've put her on that crystal, she's tried to kick it off of her lap several times. Really? I've I've had to go back in and push it back on top of her until finally the most that moves is maybe her head or her arms, but the crystal stays in place. So, yeah. But I don't open the case anymore. Well, it's very unfortunate. Uh, you know, it happens. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about all your... Yeah. <laughs> well, do you think that, you know, the spirit in that doll, do you think it's a human one? Or would you say it's more of a 
maybe something like demonic or something like that that you're dealing with? I haven't explored her enough to really get one vibe or the other yet. Um, because mm-hmm. an angry spirit is going to be way different from just a straight demon. And you're going to know a difference yeah. depending on what voices you can get through. Like, for example, a lot of times, um, most of the times that we would get things, it was very growly that we would know it was something more demonic. You know, even if it was speaking mm, gotcha. to you, it was very growly, very angry sounding. Whereas spirit voices sound more human, but they just sound really ticked, you yeah, know? Right. And I haven't really got a whole lot from her. I, I had a whole lot of back and forth when I was trying to talk to her. And it mm. almost went on both ways. And spirits can imitate a demon really well, too. Because if they want you to leave them alone, huh. they'll be like, I'm a yeah. demon. Go away. You know? Huh. So uh, it's hard to say. That. Oh yeah, they love doing that. I, I get that <laughs> time from these guys. They they bring up I'm a Jeez. demon all the time, and I always laugh at them because I know better, you know. And I'm yeah. like, all right, well, I guess you want me to leave you alone. And instead of saying that, you want to try to scare me, but it doesn't work. So <laughs> just like I'm a demon, <laughs> go away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does it work like flip flopped almost? Do you ever, um, or or if this has never happened, um, do you fear that it will, where a demon will potentially? Tend it's like a good spirit because I know sometimes it happens with Ouija boards like you think you're talking to like a loved one or something and then it flips uh, do you worry about that has that happened before it hasn't happened to me before but I, I you know I do always worry about it happening um maybe the closest thing I had was when I was with the old team and we had gone to Myrtle Grove and one of the people that was there, their father had passed away, but he wasn't buried anywhere near there yet. We were getting responses from him supposedly and knowing stuff. And, you know, it it made, it made him really emotional and everything. But that night, I know, I remember I got super, super drained and I actually missed work the next day because I was so sick and I was sick for about three or four days. And I was like, that's not normal. Whatever we were talking to that, uh, that wasn't just the spirit because if it was supposed to be a loved one, you know, but I mean, we didn't know for sure either because I mean, spirits can drain you, but I don't think they would ever do it that bad. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's something to always keep worry about and especially children's spirits. I know it sounds crazy, but I watch children's spirits because demons like to take the form of children to get you to trust them. And they're really good at it. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that before where they'll like imitate, imitate a child. So you keep talking with it and they can like form an attachment to you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then that's when they start saying things like, Hey, do you want to let me in? Do you want me to do this? And once you start giving them permission, (laughs) you know, that's how they weasel in. So, so what are some of the other, I guess, what's your favorite haunted object that you own? It was my incubus ring before he got mean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And now it's, it's probably just my dolls, just all my dolls. I love them so much. Mm. And I, you know, it's it's crazy to think that I could be lonely or something and just grab it all and hold it and actually talk to it and actually feel something back versus when you're a kid and you're just making something up. You know, you you get yeah, something back yeah. out of them if they're in a good mood, obviously. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's really cool that they all have their own personalities. And, you know, it's like having my own little personal band of friends, basically, you know. Yeah, so, it's all family. Yeah, it's, it's nice when they're being nice <laughs> but right. luckily most of the time they are but you know i mean there's again you're talking to people you know everybody's got a personality mm-hmm. and not everybody wants to talk all the time yeah what has been the most scary experience you've had with one of your dolls besides just like the stuff you mentioned before like have you seen anything heard like whispers um while you sleep or anything like that I've had that happen a lot. The The problem with that is I ignore it. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't, that's not as scary to me. Um, it's more annoying than anything. The scariest, probably closest to the scariest thing that I had was um, I was doing a session with Anne. She was another doll that I would bring on. She was the one that had no eyes and the red dress. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was doing a session with her on Facebook. It was just, it was a live session, which stinks because I can't get the video yet. And um, Mm. while I was talking, I was kind of joking around and saying something about, oh, she needs to move or something like that. Because she was being sassy. And anytime she's sassy, I sass back at her. And that's just how we kind (laughs) of communicate. And I went to 
look away or do something. And all of a sudden she just like rocked on the table and I just stopped and I said, did I get that on camera? Did she just move? (laughs) And I was a little freaked out. I'm like, I I don't know if I need to Uh continue this because now that shows a little too much power for my taste. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that one kind of got to me a little bit because she's never moved before. So when she did that, I was like, Hmm. I think we're going to end it here. <laughs> Wild. So do you ever have people reach out to you like asking to purchase one of your personal dolls? Not yet. <laughs> Nobody's done anything yet, but I mean, I don't, you know, I, I like to tell people that the stuff, I say the stuff I buy, the, the objects yeah. I buy, the, especially the haunted ones, they kind of come here to die. Yeah, like this yeah. is their last home for me. You know, I, I don't like to buy just to resell because they do get attached to the place that they're mm-hmm. at and they do enjoy, you know, certain interactions. Like I finally got a few of them to start recognizing the dogs, huh. you know, and they would start saying dogs over, over necrophonic That's and crazy. stuff, <laughs> you know, so they, they've gotten used to the animals walking around. Yeah. They're used to me. They're used to the environment, you know, and I don't know that if they go somewhere else, they're not going to end up in a dumpster yeah. somewhere. And it's not just a doll, mm-hmm. you know, there's something attached to it. And to me, it's kind of sad, you right. know, I, I don't want that to happen to them. Mm-hmm. So what kind of tips and stuff would you give to someone who's looking to, you know, maybe purchase a doll or a haunted object or anything like that? Definitely research and definitely reach out to the people that already have legit haunted items. You know, they're going to be more subtle. They're not going to be as flashy. They're not going to have stuff happening all the time on camera that they can catch every single no. time. Like you'll know the difference, you know, a lot of times they're not going to have the most views because they're not faking anything. They're showing you how boring right. it is, how long it can be, how you can't just command them to say whatever it is that you want them to say, you know, and those are the people you want to reach out to see where they got their items from. And some of them may even be willing to sell mm-hmm. some, you know, just like the ones I got, the lady I got my stuff from. She was just looking to downsize. She had so many of them and she was ready for them to find new homes. They told her they wanted to find a new Hmm. home. You just have to kind of research, you know, and don't be in a rush. Definitely. Usually the right one will pop up when it's supposed to and you'll Mm -hmm. feel it. And it could even be you could be walking through a Goodwill. Right. And and (laughs) one might fall off of the shelf or something. And it's like, well, that was a sign right there. Take me. (laughs) Yeah. You know. So if someone were to buy a doll and it turned out to be a little more intense of an experience similar to the more recent one you've bought, what would be kind of your advice to deal with that? Well, you'd have to go through the process I had to go through. (laughs) Whereas you have to go through your whole house with Sage. You have to salt around the windows, around the doors. Um, let let it be known that nothing else negative can be here because sometimes they can bring in other negative spirits, especially if they're already welcome in your mm-hmm. home, you know, and they want to pull something fancy like yeah. that. You know, you let know that nothing negative else can be here. And then I would definitely suggest giving them their own case, locking them up, finding a way to bless the case. And, you know, depending on what you believe in. And definitely, I've found that crystals work out really well. A quartz crystal does wonders. You know, you find a big quartz crystal, and and that seems to really help pull the negative energy out of them. And and they don't have the strength to do bad things. Um, And then, of course, at the very least, I would never suggest selling one that's doing that just because it ends up in the wrong hands. You don't know what could happen. And that's karma, essentially. You know, you already knew it was bad. Why would you send that back out? That's when you want to go somewhere far, far away from where you're at and they mm-hmm. bury it, you know, and that's, that's the absolute last result. So how does burying a doll kind of s- stop it, I guess? Like how would, why would that do more than, you know, blessing the case, like you said, and putting a quartz crystal on that? My understanding is a lot of it's very symbolic. You know, you're, you're reburying them. You're putting them back into the earth and the earth is locking them mm-hmm. away. Um, if they are attached to that doll, once you bury them in the earth, the earth is going to hold them. They can't get out of it at that point. It's almost the same as locking them in a yeah. case. But, you know, some of them, they can still do some massive mayhem, even through something like that, especially if, if you don't have the full understanding of what you're doing, the full, I don't know, power, I guess, in a way is, is not the greatest word to say, but 
the power to, to do what you need to do to make sure that they are actually locked away. There's the power of the earth, and that's why people believe in so much power of the earth. Native Americans did for a reason. That's why these burial grounds are so yeah. haunted. You know, I mean, that's a cursed land that you're dealing with. And when you're taking the doll and you're burying it, that's putting them back into the earth. They, they can't do anything else. There's nothing else to attach to. They're stuck. That's it. Mm. So it's, it's, but, you know, depending on what you believe in, again, to some people, that's just, eh. Yeah. I mean, they can just float out of there and go somewhere else. Well, no, I mean, you're taking them out in the middle of nowhere, right. essentially, is the best thing. <laughs> so then they got nowhere to go. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they have yeah. nowhere to go. Have you ever taken your doll on a paranormal investigation as a means to communicate in haunted places or do they just reside like in your, in your home, in the China cabinet and in your uh, space? That's a good one. Yeah, no, they actually do go places with us. Anytime we do an investigation, I will pick a few of them to come with us. Uh, We had one where we had just got Evelyn and we took her on a paranormal investigation and she was actually able to move one of those little motion balls for us. She kicked it so that it would light up on camera, you know? Um, So some of them love to go. Uh, I'll, I'll usually know which ones to pick out. John, for example, he loves going on stuff like the whole time. As soon as I take him out of the case, if I tell him, Hey, we're going on a hunt, that music box starts playing. (laughs) Like he's super excited. He's, he, he just loves it. I haven't taken a lot of the new ones yet, but you know, we took Anne. that one kind of went a little wonky. Like we ended up with a lot of negativity when we took her. So we don't take her as much because they're going to bring in the spirits as well, yeah. you know, and depending on what they're bringing in, maybe we want to deal with that. Maybe we don't, but they definitely don't just stay at home. I like to take them out and let them see things and travel and, you know, get to be a part of the experience to me, you know, maybe they enjoy it. They seem to. So, so who's that you have on your lap michelle is that john no john's inside this oh. is just he's a new doll i'm, I'm kind of trying to get connected with him um gotcha. because i haven't had a whole lot of time he's the one that's that was throwing the dolls the little oh fake, the little ones off the not, shelf yeah. i say fake the little ones off the shelf when he was unhappy about where he was sitting at <laughs> so um i you know i told him that he was going to get to do the interview tonight because i haven't got to spend a whole lot of time with him yeah. So uh, it's just kind of a bonding thing. And that's, that's what I do with each of them. I try to, I try to bond with each of them, you know, and learn about each of them. So it's his turn, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Has he talked to you or anything like that yet? Not a whole lot. He's kind of getting used to the place, I suppose. Yeah, it takes a while for them to adjust sometimes. Do you think that, um, so you live with your husband. Does it, obviously it helps to have both of you interested in the paranormal. Um but do you think it would be a bad idea to mix in haunted objects with um, either like someone who's a skeptic, a non-believer, just someone who doesn't want to communicate with haunted objects the same way a paranormal investigator would, just because maybe the spirit wouldn't feel as um, welcome, I guess. Uh, I don't know if you have any insight on that. I mean, I have people that have come over that really don't believe in them. Mm-hmm. but it never really seemed to affect them any. Really? Okay. I mean, we've taken skeptics to the cemeteries, for example, and sometimes they'd have experiences and sometimes they would see things and they couldn't explain it, but they darn sure were going to try, you know? And I mean, that's on them. They may never believe it, but I mean, nobody's pushing anybody to believe it. I don't think it really bothers them. If anything, it might make them a little more desperate because it's like, why can't you see me? Why don't you understand that's me? I'm here. Please see me. And of course, for the the loner ones, it's like, well, okay, great. I don't have to worry about you bothering me then. So, you know, it just depends. You know, I I would hate to feel that, say, there was a family that didn't believe in it and a family member was desperately trying to get a hold of them, you know, and that's that's a sad case, but there's really nothing you can do for them at that point because you can't make people believe something they just refuse to believe no matter how much evidence you show them they can find a way to explain it away anybody can well thank you both both of you for coming on that was a very very good time learned a lot of good stuff about haunted dolls and krista do you think you'll be buying a haunted doll anytime soon after that (laughs) i honestly i'm i have some plans for next month because i'm doing a whole like haunted uh series on my channel oh, yeah, it's October, my, 
Yeah, literally. Ooh. I can't believe it's already October. <laughs> this year has flown by, Great. but um, um, I definitely, obviously I had that one video where I was um, looking at haunted dolls on eBay and I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if that was the route that I wanted to take. And especially after this conversation, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely see a lot of the clickbait on, on the eBay. Right. And um, But my idea recently, and I'm so glad you mentioned the Goodwill thing, I wanted to go to some antique malls and like walk around and see if anything like kind of called to me. And I felt like that was a good place to like start because I mean, antique malls, thrift stores, they have so much energy from a lot of different places. So I'm sure that I'll find something. And I was going to make a video series about it. So we'll see how that goes. But that's my, uh, that's my idea. <laughs> that's an awesome Look, idea. And don't shy away. This is going to sound weird. Do not shy away from pictures. I actually did find a haunted picture. Just oh, really? from going to a thrift store. Yeah, it's not anything crazy. It's, you know, it's very nice. But you know, it, it does have something attached to it. So don't shy away from pictures. Don't shy away from a, a cup. I mean, th- there's anything. There's yeah. anything that can be attached. It's cooler to get the dolls. I'm not going to lie, but. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'm just going to be open, go in with the mindset of something positive and see what comes to me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you both for being here. Um, if you guys are interested and want to see Krista's doll shopping and haunted object adventure series in October. <laughs> you can follow her on Instagram and YouTube at Krista Mary Kay. And then if you want to see more of Michelle's dolls, she has her TikTok is just absolutely amazing. <laughs> and you can find that on TikTok at Esperanza165. That's E-S-P-E-R-O-N-Z-A-165. And then Michelle, you also mentioned you use Facebook too? Yes. Is that the same? No, that's going to be different. That's going to be um, DWI, Dead Walker Investigators. Sweet. So yeah, go go to that and check out her live streams and stuff like that. And thank you all for listening. I have the next four guests lined up and they'll have just fantastic stories. So make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Paranormal Paralysis. Post a lot of ghost caught on camera kind of stuff. And you can stay up to date with the podcast on there. You can go to our website at paranormalparalysis.com if you want to buy some t-shirts or hats or anything like that you can also download our episodes on there if you have any spooky stories of your own email us at paraparalysis at outlook.com and as always stay stay spooky spooky, baby baby. (laughs) awesome thank you guys thank you bye